Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 236 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for teaching us about your love for us as we read your word. Help us learn more about your love and receive more of your love today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in Luke chapter 14. Jesus ate dinner on the Sabbath at one of the leaders of the Pharisees' homes. He was being watched closely, but he healed a man anyway. He was constantly being condemned by them while he was doing good things. That must have been difficult for him. I even wonder why he agreed to have dinner with them because they were the ones who would put him on the cross, and he knew it. Yet he communed with them, and he never stopped teaching them. He saw these men wanted places of honor, so he told them a story of guests seating at the wedding feast. He taught them to choose a less honorable place to sit to make sure they weren't asked to step down if someone more distinguished than they came saving them from embarrassment. In verse 11, he says, For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, ranked below others who are honored or rewarded. And he who humbles himself, keeps a modest opinion of himself, and behaves accordingly will be exalted, elevated in rank. It seems I can use this advice every time I read it. We can all reflect on where we feel we are owed honor and maybe change our perspective a little bit. May God put a humble heart in each of us. Jesus' next statement to the Pharisee hits a nerve with me. He told him to invite people who could not repay him to a banquet. Invite the poor, the sick, and the lame. They cannot pay him back, and he will be rewarded in heaven for his generosity. I see I need to make a new guest list of people to invite to my home. Let's see what Paul is teaching in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Paul writes about the body being clothing for our spirit. He writes that it is heavy at times, and he longs to be in heaven. But for now, he will do all he can to help others find their way to kingdom living. He also says that the Holy Spirit who dwells within us is the guarantee we will one day be in heaven. With the strength of the Holy Spirit, he preaches and teaches fervently and will do so until he goes to heaven. Paul encourages us as he tells us, Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old, previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. We are made new in Christ, my friend. Sometimes we feel like we may be old or old in Christ, but Paul reminds us we are made brand new. Paul goes on to say that God restored the world to favor with himself through Christ's death and resurrection. He doesn't hold our sins against us, further showing us we are made new in him. Think about when you first buy something. It is perfect, at least as perfect as we know it to be. After it's used, it becomes worn and dirty. Well, we may be used and worn, but the Lord sees us as brand new and perfect as we are covered in Jesus' blood. This is a beautiful reason to celebrate and glorify God today and every day. We start a new book in the Old Testament today, the book of Ecclesiastes. Solomon is most likely the author of this book. The word Ecclesiastes means preacher and is a fitting title for this book because the very first verse in the very first chapter says the words of the preacher. This book addresses the pursuits of people with the message that man's pursuits without God are futile and come to nothing. Our worship and reverence for God are what make life worthwhile. Let's see what the first chapter has to teach us. Solomon has a number of thoughts he shares in this first chapter. First, he writes about all the work we do and wonders what we gain from it. He writes about the generations that come and go and most are not remembered. He also writes that there is nothing really new that someone hasn't already discovered or experienced. 
And finally, he writes that he has sought wisdom earnestly and has found that even in all his seeking, it's like searching after the wind. He has found sorrow accompanies knowledge. In chapter two, Solomon writes about all the things he created, built, and purchased. He writes about all the pleasures he experienced from laughter and wine. None of these things actually brought him pleasure apart from God. Apart from God, nothing is worthwhile. In verse 24, he writes, There is nothing better for a man than that he should eat and drink and make himself enjoy good in his labor. Even this, I have seen, is from the hand of God. So many of us have many aspirations and feel like we won't be happy unless we achieve whatever it is that is in our hearts. But Solomon tells us to live differently, simply, and be thankful for what we already have. There is wisdom in a simple life and being thankful for the simple things in life. When we have food, clothing, and shelter, our needs are met. A couple of days ago, we read that Jesus told us to be satisfied with this and seek the kingdom of God instead of untold riches. May our hearts be thankful today for all the Lord provides us, and may God put the desire to seek him above all else in our hearts. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 55. King David suffered betrayal from his closest friend and his son Absalom. This psalm shows us his heart that breaks for these losses. We can all probably relate to this kind of pain after living for a number of decades. In verses 7 and 8, he wants to run away, and I'm sure we all want this at times too. In verse 12, he writes that it's not an enemy who taunts him, but a friend. No matter what David's circumstances were, he always turned to God and knew the Lord would save him. He tells us to believe the same. In verse 22, he writes, Cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, fall, or fail. May we indeed lay our burdens before God. He will take them from us and wrap us in a blanket of his peace. Let's allow him to do this for us today. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for loving us through the words in your word. Help us receive the love you have for us. Don't let us miss you, Lord. Keep our eyes on you and help us see all the works and miracles you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.